So Athlete with Robots, the podcast for news and views on robotics. Hi and welcome to the Robots Podcast. Today's episode will focus on exoskeletons and their potential to help people with full or partial lower body paralysis. Exoathlete, a company that designs exoskeletons for rehabilitation and support of disabled people, is one of many robotics companies working with Skolkovo, an innovation cluster based in Moscow that provides companies with resources and expertise to encourage their success. The exoathlete exoskeleton helps paralyzed patients as well as people with muscle weakness to walk again and it can even be used to go up and down stairs. Performing such movements has been shown to improve blood pressure, decrease muscle and bone degeneration and prevent urological diseases and other disorders. But far from being satisfied with what their exoskeleton can do to date, exoathlete is now experimenting with electrodes to stimulate the contraction of people's muscles as a way of improving their fitness even further. Let's hear more from Ekaterina Berezi, the company's founder and CEO, who spoke to our interviewer, Audrey. Hi, welcome to Robots Podcast. Hi. Can you introduce yourself? Oh, my name is Ekaterina Berezi, and I'm a co-founder of Exatlet, it's the exoskeleton for rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. And can you tell me a bit about your company? About Exo? So, Exatlet has been, um, has started at uh, 2014, so we developed our project for two years, uh, but it's not the, the, the time that uh, we only had. So, the team has been um, set it for 15, has been joined uh, this kind of developing for 15 years ago. So exactly that is the result of our investigations of 15 years. And now we have the exact, the first version of the exoskeleton that mm-hmm. provides the rehabilitation um, for people after injuries. And next generation of exatlet will provide the um, possibility to work for people after strokes. All right. And so you mentioned that the team has been working for 15 years. Uh, where has this been taking place? So uh, their core of the team was uh, working in the Moscow State University Laboratory, Mechanical and Robotic Laboratory. Uh, so they developed a lot of different kind of robots and they <clears throat> set it up the festival, the, uh, the, the, the world festival of robotics for students and for PhDs. So they are uh, worked for different kind of uh, system controls or for wheels robots and for walking robots and the exoskeleton it was one of their our idea that they had for these years. So, and as the technical solutions are pro- has been provided <laughs> good good for uh, making any kind of prototypes, so the idea to develop the exoskeleton for exact 
idea like a rehabilitation has been implemented and we set it up the company and start doing it like a commercial product. Mm-hmm. And then so founded in 2014, what stage of development are you currently at? Uh, do you have users? I'm sorry? What stage of the development? So for two oh. years. So or, no, do... I mean, what, what stage? Uh, what so... stage? So we got there. As we finished the certification process in Russian market. So it means that we have the certified our product that we start uh, that we started to sell um, in two, two months ago, mm-hmm. and it's the first product that we developed. But we have the second our. Uh, one that are on R&D stage, and it will be uh, more uh, complicated or with their more complicated system control that provides the initiation of the movement. So when the person can uh, initiate by his own leg the movement of the athlete, so it provides the help only with this to make a step. Mm-hmm. And the person control it by his own muscles. It's a great idea, and I mean that it's great implementation of idea. The solution is very interesting, and we will implement their uh, control of the power of engines. It means that we will um, provide to MDs the control to an MD. Uh, MD, just medical doctors, we will yep. provide for medical doctors are there to, I mean, that's their um, application that we will help them to decrease their assistance of the exathlete for that patients who can work, who can already make steps by themselves. So to provide them uh, less help then uh, to, to make them work <laughs> during mm-hmm. the training. Yes, I see. Almost like an exercise or rehabilitation. Yeah. Now, uh, would you talk a bit about Skolkovo and how you're related to them? Skolkovo Foundation is the government uh, fund that provides help for startups like we are. Uh, it's, we, we started to be the member of Skolkovo, um, in 2014 as we set it up the company and we are, um, working on the Skolkovo Robotics Center now, mm-hmm. the territory of this uh, center. And Skolkovo. And so that, pro- that territory is basically a campus, uh, that it- startups. Yeah, it, it looks like a campus yeah, where the robotic startups has uh, facilities uh, to make some engineering uh, prototypes and work with some uh, equipment that we need to try and to, 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 to uh, prove some concepts. Mm-hmm. So, and also Oskolko has their IP center that helps us a lot with our intellectual property and to um, issue some patents and to make some uh, to apply some <coughs> uh, to to apply for that. 
And Skullcrew provides a lot of services for a startup, and it makes uh, now they they have the very good infrastructure for that kind of startups who has a great idea but not a lot of stuff to uh, have uh, goods or um, to, to have the specialists for um, each kind of uh, idea to, for implementation. So I mean that, for example, the PR support, it's one of the most important things for startup because it's necessary to get the feedback from the market and to uh, involve to the development process uh, some people from the market who are very close, for example, to... Uh, for, to implement this idea in real life. And the PR solutions in this case is really cool. So for us, it was very helpful because a lot, some, some of the key uh, medical doctors who works with us now and who made their uh, very important um, clinical trials for us so we got them so we got a connections with them are uh, because of the PR support of Skolko mm-hmm. uh, team here and also it's funding so it's uh, inv- investors who can uh, uh, who can provide their investments for developing the products and uh, Skolkova has their own um, Skolkova fund that is government money, so it's a grant money that they can provide to startup to support some ideas that are, are, are very innovative, maybe too much innovative for the venture capitalists. Mm. So Skolkova provides the grant money for the first stage of development to uh, prove this kind of concept and next uh, to invest and, and next step it's invest. So it's like uh, a very great support. Yes, I see. Now, would you describe mm-hmm. the exoatlet exoskeleton? So the first version of exoatlet, it's the exoskeleton for rehabilitation people with their spinal cord injury. Uh, we made clinical trials with different kind of level of spinal cord injury, even with a very high level. So uh, it, it works. And we can, um, now we have two models of it. It's one for hospitals and for working for medical doctors with the patients, with the different kind of patients. I mean, with the uh, height from 160 uh, it's centimeters, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's about five foot two to six foot two. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And um, the weight is about 100 kilos, maybe up to 120 kilos of the patient. So um, it's for hospital hospitals. And another model is for personal using at home. And um, it's uh, the, the exatlet first version is very adjustable, so it's very easy to fix uh, the exact lenses of the parts of the length, uh, legs mm-hmm. of first, each. Before before this, uh, what does it look like? 
before we it, talk about adjusting it mics, looks something. like their external are uh, skeleton uh, external um, okay me me metal parts that fixes are uh, to the legs and to the upper parts of the body yeah and with the soles that you can put in your shoes mm -hmm. and are uh, so the person can can put it on in a sitting position. Mm -hmm. So it has rigid components that go yeah. along the legs on the outside of the leg. Yes, yes, exactly. And then a foot insert that goes into the sole of your or goes with the sole of your shoe. And there's yes, a component exactly. that the user wears that's uh, sitting about at their lower back. Yes. And they're strapped in by various straps that you pull, yes. kind of like snowboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like the snowbird bootstraps here. So it's very easy to strap it mm -hmm. and fix it. Yes, and you mentioned adjustable. Now, yes, it's adjustable. We have a lot of uh, adjustments or because all yep. of people there have different measures. Of course. Now, how how does this exoskeleton compare to? Uh, the exoskeletons of similar companies? Um, most of the skeleton for rehabilitation try to solve the same uh, problem. It's uh, to give uh, their easy way to stand up, to start make the walking movements, and to provide this kind of uh, walking um steps mm -hmm. are that increase their um, and speed up the rehabilitation process so there are differences in uh, engineering solution in uh, some plugins and in that way that exoskeleton works so i mean that some of them they have for example the initiation of the movement so it means that the patient with uh, not completely damaged spinal cord can uh, initiate the movement. Or, for example, some of the exoskeleton uh, can't uh, help with the standing up to a totally disabled person. So it means that they don't have so uh, mm, so good engines are to... <coughs> I mean, so... Motors. Great. Yes. So motor, yeah. So good motors to uh, help uh, heavy person to stand up, but they can make uh, movements and make steps when the person is uh, already in vertical position. Most of the exoskeleton uh, needs are crutches. It's because uh, the patient in using the exoskeleton needs uh, to keep the balance. Yes. And the only way to keep the balance is to have the third point <laughs> that <laughs> you can get with a crutch. Yes. So, yeah. And you also, uh, so in our conversation earlier, you mentioned that you can use your exoskeleton on stairs. Yes, normally in rehabilitation process, medical doctors don't uh, use stairs, but we stay, if we say, if we talk about their 
people after stroke, for them, they're uh, going up and down stairs. It's one of the exercises that improve uh, and speed up the rehabilitation process. Also, for personal using, um, we need to go up and down the stairs because we have a lot of stairs in our surrounding. And uh, normally, to go out of the flat, or I mean, of the apartment, are you need to go down the stairs. So if we talk about the personal using, so for people who, for example, has the totally damaged spinal cord, and it means that um, it's rather difficult to, ha- to have a hope to re- reconstruct, to uh, start working them uh, by themselves. It means that this kind of exoskeleton uh, will provide them the help of walk in, in walking. So, and of course, we need to go up and down the stairs, and the stairs are different with the different height of the steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it means that you can adjust, you should adjust their height of uh, the step according to the exact ah. stairs. So is this and something that the user thing. needs to adjust, or is there any sensing on board that tells how high the steps are by itself, and then adjusts uh, how large of a step it will have to take? Now we have sensors, but it works uh, with the stairs. But sometimes you need just to step over the obstacle, and it means uh, the, the, there are different kind of obstacles. And sometimes you need to set up by yourself, like a pilot, uh, there. I see. The, the so, exact height, so ah, you need to make a step. So our situations are very different, and uh, we have a variety of uh, of possible are adjustments. Step paths here. and this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. To step higher, lower, further. Yeah, further. and of course are all uh, so different peoples has the different way of walking. So some of ours has the very and uh, very very high steps, for example, normally for us to make a high steps. But others make very short and uh, slow, uh, low steps, so mm-hmm. we can adjust it. Uh, not with their programmers that plug in the computer and do it once and for years. No, you can adjust it every minute uh, just by uh, changing parameters in the application. Yes. Okay. Uh, now, what kind of actuators? on the exoskeleton. So it has electric motors. Yes. Uh, and where are they? And tell me a they bit about are, them. Uh-huh. They are in the upper parts of the leg. So mm-hmm. and they so were they're, some... at, they're at the hip and the knee? It's the, it's, the, it's the knee, yes, but they are a little bit higher so but it, it works yes it, it, it moves with the knee joint and the hip joint so our four four of them because we have four joints mm-hmm. and uh, it works with their batteries that are set it up also on board so and it's it's about six hours that you can uh, walk it's rather rather 
great time because I mean that that it's, it, it's it's long time here because uh, how many normally, steps would you say that is? How many steps? Nobody counts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so about six hours of regular use. Yes, just walking on the normal surfaces. Yes. But if, of course, if you will stand up and sit down for six hours, the battery needs uh, yes, much. <laughs> yeah, you need to charge it. Yes, for sure. <clears throat> okay, and what kind of sensors does the exoskeleton have? Oh, it's a lot of sensors that, uh, that helps to get the vertical position and uh, to... Are so make, you have accelerometers and gyroscopes to do some yes. sort of state estimation on this? Yeah, we have all of them. Uh-huh. And we have some sensors for initiation to get information that it were it was the initiation of movements by Would that be force legs. sensors? It's force sensors and and myosensors. Yes, so the myosensors are very interesting. But the force sensors, where are they in the exoskeleton? Is it on the feet? It's on on the feet, yes, and uh, it's on um, it's on on the strips. On the strips? Uh, mm-hmm. What do you mean? I mean that uh, it's on, on boards of the exatlet, and you can um, so it's, so just it's on the to... components that go along the legs. Is yes, it is. Okay, and so that's sensing the amount of torque at the motor at each joint, basically. Mm-hmm. I see. And what do you use that information for? For system control, or for oh. for yes, to to make it uh, more comfortable for a person. Because uh, when the person inside, when when you wear anything that are uh, provides some movements, you need to be comfortable. <laughs> of course, it's it's one of the great problem how to provide comfort for person that are can do specific movements so it's like uh, a suit that uh, should fit well mm-hmm. <laughs> don't uh, so to make to make the comfortable moments yeah I see and you also use the force sensors uh, so the ones in the feet and this kind of thing or the ones in the feet to help the user to walk by themselves, correct? You determine where the weight yeah. is loaded, and then you decide if you can step or not? Is this oh, the approach? It is. It, it, it works. It can work like this. And uh, it, we have um, some uh, myostimulation system also. Yes, and I want to get to that after. But oh, okay. So... <laughs> Just uh, to see if I understand the force sensors, it's basically if I have my weight on my right leg, then I know I can move my left leg kind of thing. And the force sensor would determine that I have my weight on my right leg, so then my left leg moves. Is this how it works? Uh it can be uh, one of the solutions can be like this. We have a little bit different solution, so uh, it, it doesn't matter. Or, so the, the, this kind of technical detail, they are very uh, specific. So, I but see. this kind of idea can can works. So it means that uh, you need to make the system control that will are uh, provide the most natural pattern of walking. So from biomechanical point of view, you can. Uh, do it uh, like a normal 
person. So this is the their um, yes. goal. And there are different kind of system controls that use their data from sensors, from their force sensors, on their uh, food, on on the straps, on the different points of the leg, because it means that are the angles and so on. So you can uh, uh, get the exact information of the movement that is in in the second and will provide and and provide by the um, drives their next are the next uh, phase of movement so something mm -hmm. like that you see now so electromyogram sensors uh, sense the electric potential on the skin and this potential increases when things like a muscle flexes so if I flex my muscle, we can detect this if we have a, an electromyogram or myogram sensor on it. You're using this for control of the exoskeleton as well? No, we use the myostimulation system. So it's our not for control system. Okay. It's for uh, stimulating for our additional stimulation oh. of muscles. So, for example, the, the people who has totally damaged spinal, completely damaged spinal cord, they can, we can provide them walking, but we can't make their muscles work during this process because <clears throat> their spinal cord completely damaged and there is no signal. So it means that we can stimulate their legs muscles Okay. And, and it's like the uh, simulation of the normal walking process of muscles during oh. the walking. How interesting. Yeah. Okay, so are you electrocuting the muscle in order to stimulate it? Yeah. So we plug, plug, so we put on the skin the electrodes. Yes. And we will uh, provide their electrical signal to the muscles through the skin. Uh -huh. So it makes muscles are work, work. Yes. So it's like when you are shocked, like when uh, yeah. when you get shocked somehow, and yeah. all of your muscles contract. It's like that kind of thing. But you're using this deliberately yeah, to control the to help the user to walk. Yeah, it, it it doesn't help uh, to the walking to the walking process, but it helps muscles to reconstruct their function oh. uh, because we provide the signal, the electro uh, stimulation signal to exact muscle that should or that must work on this phase of walking. So I see. How much, how much uh, voltage are, are you applying to um, the? Or I mean, it, is it a it lot? Can be, it, I, I no, suppose. no, no. It's not. It's not so. It's not hertz. <laughs> so, and it can be just from the very low that you even never that the normal person even never feel, but uh, the muscle will be on on the strong car. Uh, physical condition so but uh, it, it's adjustable it's there it's one of the very complicated uh, 
part of their physical or physical therapy. Yes. So it's normally implemented already in the physical therapy programs, but are, uh, now medical doctors use it in uh, the position when the person lay on on the sofa, for example, and they do this kind of myostimulation without movements. But we implemented so the exoskeleton and combine it with the steps. So we use uh, uh, the information of the angles from the joints and provide it to the system that control uh, myostimulation uh, electro signals. Yes. And so is this, has this approach been proven to be beneficial? to do the steps in combination with the uh, electrical stimulation? Is it is it proven, or have you found that the result of doing these two things is better than the result of doing either separate? Now we have a big investigation. So we have the clinical trials are that are, the, the results of it will be the com- comparing between the exatlet with the mind stimulation system and our locomot. So it will be interesting. What results. was the second one? Locomot, it's uh, their rehabilitation, the very big and very uh, famous rehabilitation equipment. It's very expensive. Yes. So it costs about our. Uh, I'm sorry, about uh, some hundred thousand uh, dollars. And uh, normally it's uh, on the rehabilitation centers mm-hmm. because it's for the big one. It's with the, the treadmill and their um, exoskeleton implemented in this system. So um, it's uh, proved and there were a lot of... Uh, researchers and clinical trials that prove this are kind of mechanical robotic mechanical therapy so are in russia we have about 70 in russian market we have about 75 uh, such kind of uh, machines so and now we have the clinical trials the the idea is to compare their uh, results of training of mm-hmm. twenty week, of two weeks of training for patients who can walk a little bit, who can do some steps. So it's not the people with the completely damaged spinal cords, but it's the spinal cord damaged uh, injury people that uh, who who can are uh, who feels their who feel their legs and who can do some steps. So we will measure the differences mm-hmm. of improvements. Of and use that to determine the validity of the method. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, so what are the future steps for Exo Outlet? Uh, we will develop the next, and now we are working on it. So we are on R&D process, uh, the exactly for people after stroke. And then the cerebral pulsory, it's one of their biggest uh, problem that is around the world. Um, so we will so provide you... two, two kind of uh, different exoskeletons. 
to the yes. market. And what would you think would be a timeline for this? Uh, we plan to um, present, so to make a presentation of the exathlet for people after stroke next summer. So it will be summer of 2017. And for uh Children with the cerebral palsy, it will be the next generation, maybe in two or three years. I see. Now, do you have any stories or anecdotes of people using your exoskeletons? Oh, we have uh, one exoskeleton that are, has been implemented in hospital in the north city of Farsha. So, and there is one patient who are walk with it uh, almost every day and use it almost every day. So, and one of the really interesting stories is that it wasn't his own idea. It was his own idea. It was not like a PR, you know, uh, <laughs> idea. But he decided to marry. And uh, for him, it was very important to stand, but not to sit. Um during this process, so he entered the church with his uh, future wife, with uh, wearing the exatlet and uh, using the exatlet. So he made steps with this kind of sound. It was so cool. <laughs> and the <clears throat> the ceremony uh, was very interesting because uh, he came to. Um, to their, to his wife, and he provided her his hand, and she supported him a little bit. But it was really, really impressive. All right, thank you. And that's all for today. If you'd like to find out more about Exoathlete or Skolkovo, just visit our website at robohub.org. We'll be back in two weeks' time. Until then, goodbye. Exoathlete with Robots, the podcast for news and views on robotics.